Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Beau again. So today, we are going to talk about uh, about a dozen of your questions, questions that y'all have sent in. Um, you know, I, th- the questions aren't going to stop anytime soon, but I just, I refuse to turn this channel into a channel that is just dominated by content about firearms and gun control. You know, I left that crowd a long time ago. So what what we're going to do is we're going to uh, bulk the questions together when they come in, and then I'll just run through them and answer them as best I can. If there's something that truly does warrant a full video, I'll do it. Um, or if, if there's a major development. But other than that, th- this is how we're going to do it. So it's not every single day. Okay, so the first question, and this is actually a whole bunch of questions all kind of put together. Why can't we just, and then make all guns pink and glittery, ban all semi-auto cells, uh, reactivate the assault weapons ban, stop ammo cells, have public armories, so on and so forth. Anytime you're going to propose something, start with this. Does it violate the actual Second Amendment? Okay, and then... If it doesn't, then you have to ask yourself, does it violate the current Supreme Court's interpretation of the Second Amendment? If it does, um, I'm I'm not saying you can't advocate for it. I'm just saying that there are probably more effective uses of your time. I mean, advocating for something you know won't actually be implemented. It's... uh, thoughts and prayers. And, and I think that there are better uses of, of time. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I know that a whole lot of these, I mean, some are jokes, but a whole lot of these are, are good faith solutions. And, and in my ideal world, <laughs> I love the idea of a public armory. I think that's a great one. Um, but that uh, that's not the world we live in. And the Supreme Court has final say on this. Um, okay, so and then the next question is, why don't you advocate for all semi-autos to be banned? Me personally. Two reasons. One, the one I just said. That would, that would run afoul of the, the Supreme Court. So it, it's a non-starter, even if it was to get passed. And then there's a second reason. Howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. Today we're going to talk about the 14 characteristics of... And if you've been watching the channel, you know what I'm about to say next. This country is in a slide towards authoritarianism. A big one. I'm not comfortable with the idea of removing what might be certain groups, those that would be scapegoated, I'm not comfortable with the idea of removing their only means of defense. Um, so, 
when it when it comes to me personally, <laughs> I don't follow the NRA. I don't follow Gun Owners of America or any other of these gun groups on social media. I follow Armed Equality. Um, there, there are certain demographics that if we slide into authoritarianism, they're going to be at real risk. So that that's that's why I I don't actually support it. I, I think that. There are ways to stop it that would actually be more effective that don't include that. So, that's why. Could you craft an assault weapons ban with real teeth? Yeah. Yeah. You start, you do it the exact opposite way that they did the first one. You're banning all semi-automatic rifles except, and then you list, list the exemptions, like except rifles that fire rimfire ammunition. Squirrel guns. That's how you would do it. You start from the other end. Rather than trying to create a, a list of things that would count as an assault weapon, you start on the other side. Now, do I support that? Not really. <laughs> um, would it survive a Supreme Court challenge? No. But that's, that's how you would have to do it. And it, you have to understand that the Second Amendment is a huge block to getting the kind of gun control that is the big talking point. It doesn't stop effective gun control because there's a whole lot of other things that can be done. But as far as the big blanket magic bullet answers, the Second Amendment kind of blocks most of that, um, especially under this court. Okay. What about, okay, so what about liability insurance or taxing the ammo? I don't think it's a good idea to create a situation where only the wealthy have the ability to also do violence. I, I, I don't think that's a good route, especially given the fact that when you look at it, most of the, most of the people involved, with the exception of the teens, when you're talking about the shooters, with the exception of the teens, they're, they're people that absolutely would have been able to afford the insurance. I don't believe it would have stopped anything. Um, and what you end up doing is making it unavailable to lower income people, which disproportionately impacts certain groups. And that's not something I'm, I'm okay with. Um, is the AR-15 a varmint gun? Um, okay, so th that comes from the 223 round being a varmint round. And it is. It, that, that is true. Is the AR-15 a varmint gun? Uh, that's, not, that's not really what causes it. It's not the design of the gun that makes it more powerful. It's the caliber that it's chambered in. So the 223 round, yeah, it's a varmint rifle. Okay, that, that's what it is. And the AR, most ARs are chambered in that. So it's not a disingenuous statement. Um, so yes, but also no. It's not the design of the weapon. It's the caliber of the round that's in it. It's also worth noting that the, the real design for the AR didn't have a little round. It didn't have the 223 round. It had a, a 308 round. A, a much more powerful round. 
Um, some bean counters in the Pentagon decided they wanted it done differently, and the weapon was changed. It's worth noting that the Army is currently in the process of switching to a, a weapon that is incredibly similar to the original design, um, the more powerful design. Perhaps they should have just let Eugene Stoner do his job. Um, but So, is the AR-15 a varmint gun? Yes, it can be used as a varmint gun. It is a varmint rifle. Is that why most people own it? Absolutely not. No. Um, that's silly. But it's not a lie when people say that. Could it be the looks under the ban that kept psychos from buying it? This is interesting to me. Um, in a recent video, if you don't know, in a recent video, we went through the assault weapons ban. I talked about how yeah, it didn't actually stop any of these weapons from being sold. It changed the way some of them look. And this was a question that kind of popped up in response to that. And I got to be honest, I can't say that that may not have had something to do with it um, in some of the instances. So the AKs, as shown in that reference to video, um, the video I linked to, it looked like a hunting rifle when they were done with it. AKs were still available, but it looked different. So maybe they didn't want to buy it because they do, you know, they want to look tough. Okay. I, I can kind of see that. The problem is that ARs still looked like ARs. It didn't, it didn't change that. Um, they're, they're almost indistinguishable. Except for people who really understand firearms, you, you don't see a difference. Um, but it may have had something to do with those looking at other platforms. Uh, I, it's interesting. I, I don't have a, a real answer to that. I mean, could it be? Yeah, it could be. Do, do I know that? No. Uh, why don't they want universal background checks, and why don't you seem to care about this as an issue? Okay, so it's not that the pro-gun crowd is actually opposed to universal background checks. And I know you're about to say, yes, they are. No, they're not, not really. <laughs> not, that's not really what it's about. They're concerned that Universal background checks will lead to a registry of all the firearms. I know if you're a pro-gun control person, you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. They don't think so. Uh, they watched Red Dawn one too many times, and they saw that scene where it's like, oh, well, go get the list of all the people who, who bought a firearm, and we'll go round them up. And that has led to this fear. And this idea that they don't want a registry and they see the universal background check as the first step towards that. Uh, the reason I don't care is because as I've told people who want to go after, you know, all the guns in the country, do you have any idea how long that's going to take? I'm not worried about the government trying to go door to door to, to seize firearms. That's, it, it's a matter of logistics and that doesn't matter if, you're talking about something that is a pro-gun or a pro-gun control talking point. The logistics of doing that are just, that's not a thing. We'll be shooting at each other with lasers by the time that that gets finished. It's the United States. More guns than people. So I, I don't see that as a realistic worry. I don't think that the the government 
having a registry like that means that that registry is actionable, that they would be able to do anything with it. Um, and then the, the flip side to that, when you're talking about the worry about the registry, is that most, most of these people who, who go out and they have all of these guns, they bought them with their debit card. I mean, it's, the registry already exists. So it's an unrealistic fear to me. I, I just don't, you know, I, I just don't see it as a, a, a real issue um, as far as opposing it. When I talk about, you know, solutions that I think would work, they include background checks. Um, okay. Why, why didn't you bring up the fact that the steepest five-year decline in mass incidents was before the ban. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's true and it's useful to showcase one thing, but it's not quite the gotcha that a lot of people would make it out to be if you put that information out there. For those that don't know, during the assault weapons ban, the number of mass incidents, it ran pretty much flat, trended down a little, but the sharpest decline was actually from, I want to say it was 84 to 90, somewhere in that range. There's a five-year period where it's just like boom, 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 just straight down. It just drops each year. It's correlation. It's not causation. That goes both ways. You know, everything that I see from, everything from before when the ban ended, all the way back, all of that is pretty consistent so the changes in it, given all of the information, they're, they're correlation. It's not causative. So I, I don't see the value in saying, oh, well, it really happened. The real decline was before the ban because it's not the lack of a ban that made it decline. Um, it's useful for pointing out that it is correlation. And, and I will say it at times for that to, to be like, yeah, no, here, <laughs> Um, but it's not actually a, a valid point in and of itself. It's just a useful tool to help establish correlation over causation. Um, <laughs> is it true that cops couldn't use a flashbang at that school because there were civilians present? No, <laughs> no, that is not true. That is the exact opposite of true. Um, yeah, you, you can you can absolutely use a flashbang in a room where there are civilians. Um, sure, there might be hearing damage. Maybe worst case scenario, they they get a burn. Okay, but I am one hundred percent certain that the parents would prefer that. Um, when it comes to and there's a whole bunch of other questions about why didn't the cops do this? I have talked to. SWAT people. I have talked to high-speed military people. I have talked to contractor people. Nobody has a clue. Nobody has a clue. The array of options that were available um, is just endless. Why it went down the way it did, nobody really has an answer. Um, that there, there, There's going to be a probe and an investigation into what happened. And I, I'm just, I can't wait to see the results. Um, because the answers that we were able to come up with are, some are, uh, 
let's just say they're all very accusatory. Um, so I, I would, uh, I, I can't wait to see why. I can't wait to see why. And I have a feeling that there are going to be cops that need lawyers. Um, how can you be so patient with people who don't know about guns but try to take them? Because I, I don't think that people need to be <laughs> an expert on firearms. I, I don't think that that should be an expectation. I, d I, don't, I don't think it should be an expectation of society that people within that society from the age of, of kindergarten up have a functional knowledge of the difference between cover and concealment. I would suggest if that's a requirement for your society, your society is broke. They don't know a lot about guns. Yeah, so they propose ineffective stuff at times. But you know what they do know? People are dying. And, and that's their motivation. I am totally willing to work with that. Um, I actually have less patience for those people who do understand guns, but don't want to use that knowledge to, to get to somewhere where people in kindergarten don't need to know the difference between cover and concealment. Those, those people are far more irritating to me. Um, we, we have a problem pretending that we don't. It isn't going to solve it. It's just going to make it worse. And yeah, ineffective stuff gets proposed all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of times when I do, I've got to be like, yeah, that's totally not going to work. And that may actually backfire. Um, but I would rather have that conversation than, you know, somebody who is just bent on the idea that everybody in this country from grade school up needs to understand how to survive a firefight. I'm, I'm, my patience wears thin on the other side of that. Why don't we have women shooters? Okay just to appease people. We do. There are a few. Um, the instances are so rare that this statement as a generality is 100% is fair. Um, my, my answer to that is that I believe it is inextricably tied to toxic masculinity in this country and it is amplified within the gun culture of this country, and it makes it even worse, creates that idea that to be a man, you've got to have this gun, and then men who do not have the coping skills necessary to deal with everyday life find violence as an outlet. And it is constantly reinforced to a, a major degree within the gun crowd. You know, there's that Bushmaster ad, picture of an AR, Consider your man card reissued, because that's what makes you a man, you know? Or the ever-present meme of the AR bolt. It's just a, a gun part. And up at the top, it says, you know, if your boyfriend doesn't know what this is, he's your girlfriend. Ha, ha. Um, so I think that it's toxic masculinity that has a lot to do with it. Now, just like anything else, if it isn't treated, if you don't solve this problem, it will spread. And eventually you, you, you very well might have women shooters as well. Because that image of masculinity 
it's not actually defined by sex. So that's a gender thing, which given the way the gun crowd typically aligns, that's going to be a hard conversation to have anyway. But the, the gender roles in this country are blurry. So you may eventually have a higher prevalence of women shooters because of toxic masculinity. Um, so there are the questions, and this is, this is just how we're going to do this from now on, because I, I don't want the channel to just be overrun with constant gun stuff. So uh, I hope that helps. If you have more, when they come in, inevitably, they're just going to go on a list like this, and I'll put them out every so often. So it may take longer than normal to get responses. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.